Hey, Paul. Yes, Brie. <laughs> I looked online to find a fire joke. Okay, a good good start. <laughs> but it said there were no matches. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a good way to start a podcast. That's a good way to start a podcast. Uh, well, everyone, welcome to Signal Twenty Five. I'm Brie. I'm Paul. Yeah, that was and bad. That was a bad joke. That was a really I mean, bad it was joke. Good joke. I mean, it was a good joke. It was funny, but uh, it was yeah. a good, the good fire element. Yeah, Bree, why why is our, our podcast called Signal Twenty Five, and why um, do we keep talking about fire? Well, because in Disney talk in the parks, Signal Twenty Five is when something catches on fire. So, our podcast is called Signal Twenty Five because we are going to talk about the hot takes on everything Disney. And, you know, hot takes include some fire opinions. <laughs> Basically, we're going to shoehorn as many fire-related references into a standard Disney podcast. And you are going to hate us by the end of whatever amount of minutes this is going to be. Yeah. We also might end up hating us. Yeah, it might not be called 20, Signal 25 by next week. We'll see. I mean, we already have the social media accounts, but, you know, we can, we can change those. We can change those. <laughs> it's the internet. Everything is... Everything is up for up for changing. Temporary, yeah. Cool. Um, clutch. So you want to move into the news? Yeah, we should. What happened this week? What happened this week in Disney news? Well, let's start with the big news. That's not just Disney news, but kind of countrywide news about the NBA season finally being over. Yeah. And the uh, success of the Disney bubble. Yeah, I mean, you can say what you will about the NBA. Uh, but I think the bubble was a pretty big success. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if how much of a role Disney played in that versus the NBA itself. Right. Obviously, the bubble was at Walt Disney World, so it's not like Disney had no involvement. We're not just talking about the NBA no. for no reason. Right. Um, and I was looking at the Disney Tourist blog. They're a blog on the internet that talks about things Disney. And they were talking about how um, we won't know and how much the Disney bubble actually affected Flor- like the Florida reopening of Disney um, until an inevitable documentary, which I didn't know about until this week. But yeah, it's interesting when you actually think about it in that perspective of how like much the NBA played a factor in reopening versus not reopening versus hotels. Yeah, that's an interesting point. And it's also, it's worth noting, like the bubble did work. Yeah, um, had- I mean, we've seen that in in baseball and football, um, <laughs> in in all American sports basically, um, MLS too. They've all had games canceled or, or pushed back as a result of positive COVID cases. But as far as I understand, there were after the first few weeks almost no, if any, um, COVID cases inside of inside of that bubble. So yeah, they made I, it the I really whole think season. that that's what leagues should be doing. Um, I. And frankly, a little surprised that they're not, uh, especially because if you're not going to play in front of home crowds, I don't, I don't really see why it matters. But that right. is besides the point. That is Disney podcast. We not are to talk about sports for forever. Exactly. But one thing I do want to touch on sports. Um, just a shout out to another bubble. The WNBA was responsible for keeping themselves in a bubble. Um, they didn't get right. the luxury of being put in a bubble. Um, they were responsible for keeping themselves safe. And not only did the WNBA have no COVID cases this season in their own self-isolation, um, but we would like to give a shout out to the Seattle Storm 
for Ooh. winning their fourth championship. Uh, we're recording this from the Seattle area, if anyone that listens to this didn't know this. <laughs> um, and yeah, so super cool that the women's basketball, which doesn't give it enough credit, could do that as well. So Yeah. Just wanted to uh, touch on that, that. Quick note, that was not, it was in Florida, not at Disney, but... Good job. Yeah. Good job, WNBA. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what do you want to talk about next? We have a lot of a lot uh, to cover. Yeah, you want to talk about the Space Mountain movie? I do want to talk about the Space Mountain movie. I have a lot of thoughts about this. I also have a lot of thoughts about this. So I've been thinking about a Space Mountain movie just like conceptually for a good year and a half at the very least. Yeah, it's and a like good what idea. A, what a Space Mountain movie is. I mean, I think a lot of Disney attractions, like original Disney attractions lend themselves very well to uh, films because they're so heavily story-based, right? Haunted Mansion. Pirates of the Caribbean. Pretty good. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean, obviously. Uh, to be clear, Haunted Mansion, good conceptually, not a good movie. Oh, whoa, whoa. I loved the Haunted Mansion movie. I literally just watched it again for the first time as an adult last week, and I had a blast. I thought it was so funny. I loved it. Are we talking about the same Haunted Mansion With movie? With Eddie Murphy, like, yeah. Are you talking about... Are you, you're, talk, you're not talking about the one that Guillermo del Toro was going to make and then didn't end up making. No, I'm talking you're about You're talking about the, the Eddie one that Murphy? actually came out. But it's on Murphy. Disney Plus, yeah. It's on... Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was great. Well, I know what we're going to talk about next week. Anyway, a Space Mountain movie. Okay. Uh, lots of rides <laughs> lend themselves to movies but for some reason they decide to go for the hard ones they're making a jungle cruise movie which to be fair looks great it looks great like big rock johnson fan yeah like the rock and emily blunt Mm, it's gonna be good good. it's a good cast uh and the movie looks good i don't know why they picked space mountain i guess sci-fi is pretty in right now but is it though i don't know star wars and I, are they just trying to be Star Wars? Like, that's kind of my big question is like, are they just Why would trying... they try to be Star Wars when they already have Star Wars? Well, no, like piggybacking off the idea of oh, sci fi and space, and we'll yeah. get more people to like this movie because Star Wars is so popular right now. So if we put Space Mountain out, like. Yeah, I can see that. Anyway, point being, there is one in development. Um, I don't know what on earth it's going to be about. Like, how do you even do that? Like, yeah, Space Mountain doesn't really have, like, a theme. Like, it has a theme, but it's not, like... But it, the theme is basically just space. Most Disney attractions have some backstory that I'm aware of. I, as far as I know, there is... I, as, to be clear, I'm sure that there is some backstory right. to Space Mountain. I just don't know what it is. And if there is one, it's not clear. Like, you'd have to dig for it. Right. To find it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And I would think that if they were going to do a mountain movie, like obviously Splash Mountain is themed off of Songs of the South, and it's going to be now The Princess and the Frog. Right. So like that one obviously is pretty clear. I would think if they were going to start with a mountain movie, they would do Big Thunder, because I feel like that would have a lot more possibility for theming. Yeah, I think you could make a, a pretty fun, I mean, if you make kind of just like a goofy Western movie in an old mining town. Right. I think that would be really good and really fun. Yeah. I'm still a big fan of the, the Disney Parks cinematic universe. I think that this is a thing that should exist. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, bring in the uh, Society of Adventures or Explorers and Adventurers or whatever it is. Yes. Um, Can we talk about a Tiki Room movie? How much fun that would be? What? What? Ha- I mean, as I... much as I don't know what happens in the Space Mountain movie, what happens in the, <laughs> in the Tiki Room movie? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's the, they're on an island. 
and like these explorers come and they realize that there's birds there that can sing and that have been oh, singing on the island and like and, and then it's they a musical, become obviously. yeah 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 okay i can see that and they like the birds have taken over like an old structure on the island and they like perform in it like got it what's the what is the what is the because i i, I fear this becomes a generic children's movie where yes. the bad guy is you know some corporate overlord who wants to turn it into a tourist attraction no. but it's a disney movie so that can't be it because that's what it's based on no 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 hear me out it the the evil in the movie is like the curse is wearing off so like they so have it's to... not at the museum oh yeah probably <laughs> oh dang Wow. Disney that... owns Disney does own Night at the Museum. Okay, well then they can just remake it with tiki birds instead and it'll be so much better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, that's sure. fine. Yeah. At that point though, why doesn't it just happen in uh, Magic Kingdom? I would support that. And then we could have John Favreau's Magic Kingdom movie actually come out at some point ever. There you are. Which was basically Night at the Museum but Disney. Which would be so cool and awfully so scary. Good. Imagine the country yeah, bears coming really to life. I God. Well, and and they could actually tie it in with Night at the Museum if they really wanted to, right? They own it. They could. Yeah. Wow. Look at us. We're solving all of Disney's cinematic problems. There you go. Just uh, make that check payable to us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Quick note on that Space Mountain movie. Uh, it's being written by the same person who is writing the Obi Wan Kenobi series, mm-hmm. which, as far as I know, doesn't have a name. No, as far as I know. I think it's shooting at some point, but that's not in our news. So, so <laughs> there you go. At some point, it will probably be put to film. <laughs> Breaking news. You heard it here first. <laughs> Another thing that might not happen, but we're hoping actually happens, is this week Disney filed permits for Expedition Everest, whatever renovation or whatever the permits are for. Which it means... Probably nothing, let's be honest. It's probably like, oh, well, we're just going to clean up the track and fix a few things. You know, make sure that the, yeah, trains don't fall off the track, which is good. That's important. I mean, it's important, but we want the Yeti fixed. Yeah, fix the Yeti. Actually, like, hot take, I don't want the Yeti to be fixed. You don't want the Yeti to be fixed? I feel like I'd be scared. Because you think it's a good story, or? No, because I think I'd be afraid of the Yeti. Oh, it would be scary. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's already scary. I I don't need a giant Yeti coming at me. Yeah, that's fair. But, like, like if it does, fine. I don't go enough to have an opinion. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean, the Yeti's scary itself just sitting there. Like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be pretty, pretty scary. Just because it doesn't have to work doesn't mean that it's not cooler if it does. That's true. But, yeah. I think Joe uh, deserves it to work. Yeah, I'd yeah. like it to work. I would, too. But also, it's a good enough ride as it is. Yeah. I don't think it needs it. It'd just uh, be nice. For people who don't know what we're talking about, by the way, the Yeti in Expedition Everest, there's a giant animatronic Yeti that is, I believe, completely stationary at the moment. Yeah. Um, and does, there's like a strobe effect. Originally, uh, though not for very long, when the attraction opened, the Yeti would like reach out and swipe at you mm-hmm. um, and roar or something maybe. But uh, that has turned off and been in what's called B mode for quite some time now because... Uh, effectively, it was putting too much stress on the foundations of the entire structure, really. And so in order to fix that would involve major, major reworks in Expedition Everest. Which, I'm not saying COVID's a bad time to do that. I mean, yeah, the best time to do it would have been about six, seven months ago. I mean, 
But to be fair, they still could. I mean, like, they're not anticipating being back at full capacity until, like, 2022. Yeah, that's a good point. So this this would be the time. Yeah, if they think they can do it in a few months, which I don't know if they can. I mean, they may very well have to effectively rebuild the attraction. Right. Yeah, it's going to be a big question mark on what they're actually doing with their permits. But the fact that they made the permits public leads me to believe that something exciting is happening. I think they legally have to do that for basically any construction type Yeah, work. but like also I feel like, I don't know. But why would you need a permit for super small stuff? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, they must be doing some sort of construction, right? Yeah, exactly. Because if they were just like refurbing and like taking it down for a few weeks, they wouldn't get a permit. That's a good point. So, just saying... You only need a permit for the big stuff. Speaking of the big stuff, Ooh. Disney Plus. Yeah. Ooh, that was pretty good. That was, that, was, that was pretty good. Yeah, so Disney's decided that they're going to transition and uh, start to focus more on Disney Plus. And other forms of streaming. Right, yeah, make that a, a primary focus. So they do own... Uh, I'm trying to figure out, trying to remember exactly how this works. They own, I believe, 67% or possibly 51% of Hulu. The other (laughs) portion is owned by Comcast, who is going to forgo it at some point, but they still do have a stake at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Comcast, of course, owns NBC and Universal. So effectively, Hulu will be also 100% Disney-controlled. Disney also owns ESPN and, by extension, ESPN+, Plus, because... It can't be a streaming service in the year 2020 without containing a plus in the name somewhere. Apparently. Um, unless you are apparently Hulu or Netflix or Amazon. What does this mean? I, you know, I don't know. It And like when they say they're going to primarily focus on it, like do they mean like not focus on parks as much? Like what are they? I, I suspect it's mostly a, a studio. Uh, a like, studio Like instead thing. of movies. Right, and not just instead of movies, but it, you know, it, it, instead of movies or TV, right. putting okay. things either out exclusively on Disney Plus or you know working on things that would complement the existing library of Disney Plus. You know, mm-hmm. if they say, "Hey, we have a lot of Marvel and Star Wars, but we don't have a lot of you know Muppets or whatever," and people really want that kind of content on Disney Plus, Disney can say, "Okay, let's focus on Muppet content." Um, which they do need more of. I love the Muppets. I, I love the Muppets. It, but not, not my point here. I think basically the idea is to have Disney Plus and or Hulu and or ESPN, you know, have streaming kind of be the forerunner and the flag bearer and just kind of say, you know, here's what we want. Here's what we need. Here's the kind of content that we are looking to create right. and have on our platform. Yeah. That makes sense. So I don't know if that impacts the parks at all. I suspect it probably doesn't, other than it obviously impacts what kinds of stuff gets made. Yeah. Um, what kinds of movies and TV shows and things get and made. And therefore characters in the park. and. Yeah, and as we know, Disney's either extremely hesitant or un- completely unwilling to have new attractions in the park that are not based on any intellectual property. Which is awful. I personally disagree with that decision, but uh, from yeah. a business standpoint, it I mean, completely makes sense. Right, but, you know. That doesn't make it not disappointing. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) That's something I would like to touch on on that, is that the fact that they were super adamant that it wasn't, like, a COVID-related decision, that it was a, 
already in the works before COVID. It just made it easier to speed up the transition with the fact that, you know, movie theaters aren't super popular right now and... Or open. Or open, yeah. Yeah, and I... There's a lot of things Disney says that I, are kind of, you know, PR speak that I'm like, mm, I don't know if I actually believe that. This is one of them. Right. I, I do believe. I do believe this. I think it has been in the works. And I think that, that Bob Iger made that pretty clear when they were first talking about Disney Plus is this is the next phase of the company. Yeah, I was going to say back at D20, the D23 that they talked about Disney Plus at, Bob Iger specifically talked about the fact that this is the future of the company. And you don't say this is the future of the company without being like oh, this is what our focus is now. So yeah, I feel like it it was just coming. It was just the fact that the whole world shut down really just sped it up. Yeah. I I do think streaming is the way of the future. Um, It will be curious to see what happens with movie theaters. I know AMC in particular um, has been really hurting financially. Uh, Regal, I believe, closed all of their theaters in the U.S. at least, I think all of North America as well. Um, recently yeah so it'll it'll be interesting to see what do you think of disney plus like what's your opinion on disney plus now we've had it for what a year almost yeah yeah just about uh just yeah just uh just under a year 11 months i've been actually really impressed with disney plus okay um i think the fact that it worked as well as it did i'll be honest i was really amazed by that is something that technology companies struggle with greatly and I understand that Disney Plus is run by the company BamTech. Uh, BamTech mm-hmm. being a actually a spinoff of Major League Baseball. Strangely, of all companies, uh, Bam coming from Baseball Advanced Media, which was a oh. group that Major League Baseball uh, created uh, in the like, early 2000s, basically, to come up with you know ways to spread the game of baseball over the internet. So they run MLB TV. Um, they also worked with NHL. Um, when they became kind of their own company, BamTech. Right. I, I believe Disney either completely acquired them or acquired a large stake in BamTech. Uh, anyway, that technology is, is powering Disney+, Plus. so maybe I shouldn't have been surprised. They've been doing this for literally like a decade. Oh, okay. Maybe even more. But yeah, technologically, I was very impressed with Disney+, Plus. and, and content-wise too, I was impressed at the depth of the back catalog. I've been less impressed with the original series and just the yeah. original output in general well i mean mandalorian yeah no i'm not i, I don't mean to say that that okay i was like out of disney plus i mean there have been two great shows to come out of disney plus one really good show and there's a few others like things that are highlights so my two really great shows are mandalorian okay. and imaginarying story okay um, I think yeah those are both fantastic shows uh i think the world according to jeff goldblum is surprisingly very good Yes. Not surprisingly, because it's Jeff Goldblum or anything, just like, I don't know, that show did not seem to appeal to me, but it totally no, it did. Didn't, and it it really didn't seem like it was going to be good. It seemed like it was just going to be cheesy and dumb and too much Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> right. <laughs> they were thinking so much about whether they could, they didn't stop to think about whether they should. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I was going to say the only thing I learned from Jeff Goldblum's show that I didn't particularly know that was that his wife was like 40 years younger than him. I'll be honest, I didn't realize. Who was Jeff Goldblum married to? Uh, I don't remember her name. You have to look. But uh, I remember in the bicycle episode, he's like with his sons and his wife. And like, I looked at her and I was like, is that like his daughter? And then I was like, oh God, that's his wife. (laughs) Yeah, she is 30 years younger than him. Yeah. Also, did you know that he's 6'4"? 
Yes, I did. I did. He does not. He does I've, not look like he's very tall. Wikipedia'd him a couple of times, so yes, I did know that. <laughs> yeah, he's super tall and is su- super young wife. Interesting. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum's an interesting individual. He's a character. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of the uh, the original output? Um, I have to agree with you. Like, obviously, The Mandalorian is the highlight of everyone's Disney Plus. Like, it right. broke the world with how great it was. Um. We're, like, what, two weeks away from season two? Two weeks, yep. Yeah, I'm excited about or that. one week, I think, from the when this goes up. So, Is it the 30th? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. We're, like, well, yeah, just about a week. A week and a half. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah, I really liked that The World According to Jeff Goldblum was really great. Um, Imaginary mm-hmm. Story was great. I like prop culture a lot. Yep, that's a good one, too. Um, binged that. And I will say my favorite thing on Disney Plus right now that is original content is the making of frozen 2 oh into the unknown yeah that's a really good yeah, series i forgot it's about that yep. a really good series like i would love that for most disney movies like if we could have documentaries of behind the scenes of them making it like that is great content like i hope they do that more with upcoming movies i hope they do that too but having seen it and you see not only you know the strife the internal you know conflicts that they have but also just like the way that sometimes just having a camera crew in there is like no this is too much I, you know i need we need to to not be filming this and, and i don't think that's a you know we're gonna swear or whatever and we don't want to film that i think that that's more of a that just puts more pressure on us and yeah. right now we just need to, to be in a creative space so I, I could see that happening for a few really high profile productions i don't see that happening for everything no Um, right i think frozen 2 is a is a very particular case where you know it's it's basically a surefire hit oh god i know they knew that was going to be good before but yeah no i'm i'm happy with the content um some things that like i don't want to say like bothered me but bothered me when it first like came out in the first six months especially like of the fact that they were like slowly releasing movies onto it like, you couldn't watch the new Beauty and the Beast, and, like, a bunch of the live actions weren't on there yet, and I don't know. I wasn't a fan of that. I Like, my whole theory with it was, that, like, okay, you own the streaming service. Like, people are still buying and renting the movies. Like, why are you slowly releasing movies on when you just dumped the vault on here? So, like, what? So that, in particular, Beauty and the Beast, um, was a result of they had a deal in 2016, 15, with Netflix Mm -hmm. to release new Disney movies. So Ant-Man and the Wasp was part of that. Uh, Avengers Infinity War was part of that. Black Panther was part of that. And all of those movies were on Netflix. Um, And so as soon as they left Netflix, as soon as that, you know, uh, exclusivity period ended, they would come over Mm -hmm. to Disney+. Plus. No, right, but Beauty and the Beast wasn't even on Netflix. Wasn't anywhere. Well, I don't have an answer to that one. That that is but that's it's on my there biggest. Now. Yeah, it is on there now. But like when I wanted to watch it at the beginning of lockdown, it wasn't on there. Hmm. But yeah, I like Disney Plus. I the home screen bothers me at times. Like I don't, like sometimes I don't like how it's organized. It drives me crazy. Personally, I think it's better than Netflix. Netflix is just a super eclectic mix of like it keeps recommending me the same shows over and over again. Like yes, uh, you can give Disney Plus's home screen crap all you want i have no qualms with that okay yeah um but yeah no i think it's great i definitely think it's worth the price yeah i don't feel like it's they charge too much especially like i pay for the one with hulu and espn also 
and I know I feel like it's worth it. I I like Disney Plus a lot. I don't find myself constantly being on it because obviously if it's not Disney, I'm not looking for it. I I would like to see them expand more and like do more original stuff, more like almost more like the world like the world according to Jeff Goldblum's kind of stuff. Like I'd be interested in seeing like actual TV shows, not just like like I guess if you get what I mean from actual TV shows, not just like Disney content. <laughs> I see. I see what you're saying. Does the Mandalorian count? Kind of. Yeah, I would count the Mandalorian because like it's Star Wars, but it's not like Star Wars. Like I would like to see more original character, original content on Disney Plus. I, mean, I think that we may not get. We are going to yeah. get a lot of spinoff shows, movies. Um, you know, we're getting. Let's see, so I mean, WandaVision is right. coming at some point this year, probably following the Mandalorian. There's also, what are the other Marvel ones? Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. um, Loki. There's gonna, they're going to do a whole bunch of Marvel ones. Um, they're making, uh, we previously mentioned, the Obi-Wan Kenobi spinoff right. series. Um, they're going to do a uh, Cassian Andor from Rogue One spinoff series. Oh. Yeah. With That's Diego exciting. Yeah. yeah. I liked Rogue One a lot more than I thought I was going to. They're also doing... Um, Little Town is the rumored name. I don't think that it actually has a name, but it's the uh, LeFou and Gaston <gasps> spinoff show. Oh, that'll be so good. My question for that one is, are they doing old Gaston and LeFou, or are they doing I think new... it's a prequel. Well, no, but like for live action or for cartoon? Yes. Yeah, no, it's, it's Josh Gad and uh, Luke oh, Evans. Oh, God bless. Or whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, speaking Luke Evans, of Luke Evans, yeah. Speaking of Josh Gad, Mr. owns Disney at this point. Well, Disney owns him. Kind of a kind of a mutual ownership. Yeah, uh, I'm hyped. The Olaf trailer came out today. We're recording this on Sunday the 15th. It's the 18th. It's the 18th. Oh god. <laughs> okay, time doesn't mean anything. It's 2020. Anyway. It, anyways, anyways, the trailer came out today and I've watched it four times already. I'm obsessed. I think it's so cute. And it's such a fun take on Olaf's beginning. To be clear, what we're talking about, there's a uh, trailer oh, that has yeah. come out for uh, a <laughs> Frozen animated short called Once Upon a Snowman. Which, oh um, my god. Yeah, that looks really cute. Um, it's basically, it, yeah, the Olaf origin story that we didn't know that we needed. Yeah, it starts with Let It Go, where she builds Olaf, and then it like, continues as Olaf until he meets Anna and Kristoff. And I think that's brilliant. I'm curious to see... I mean, Olaf has been, from the very first teaser trailer of Frozen... um, Olaf is Frozen. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, as popular as Anna and Elsa are, I think Olaf has that kind of universal appeal in the same way Mm -hmm. that... Well, okay, not quite the same way that Tinkerbell does. Because Tinkerbell is actually totally <laughs> a jerk in that movie. Yeah, I was like, I totally hate Tinkerbell in the movie. Like, she became so soft. And it's like, that's n- no. Yeah, I don't know why she became the Disney mascot. Because she's totally a jerk. There are a lot of problems with Peter Pan. So we don't need to, like, dive into all those. Hey, speaking of Disney Plus and Peter Pan, Disney also added, like, racial content warnings, basically. <gasps> they did uh, to to six a bunch movies. Of yeah. On, on some some movies. They had those previously, but they added them to more, including Peter Pan, which 
makes sense because, yeah, you should at least acknowledge, hey, that was not something we should have been doing. You can't sing Why is the Red Man Red and not put a racial warning on it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But um, yeah, back to, back to Olaf. Yeah. Back to Olaf. I, like, if it's going to be anything like the Christmas or the spring shorts with Olaf, like, I can't wait. Yeah, I, I maintain that, um... Uh, what is that one called? Olaf's Frozen Christmas or whatever it is. Oh, the Christmas whatever one, yeah. Called. The Christmas one. The one that played in front of Coco. That, to be clear, should absolutely not have played in front of Coco. Should not have played in front of Coco. Should have been not, an ABC was... special, which I believe it was actually produced as an ABC special. I don't know why they decided to play it in front of Coco. Yeah, I know. That was... Yeah, no, that was absolutely a mistake. Multiple people in the theater. Wait, as was, I was that there... the one in front of Coco? Or was yes. it the spring one that was in front of Coco? No. No, I, I don't remember what Frozen Fever was in front of, but no, I'm positive Olaf's Frozen Adventure, whatever it's called, was in front of Coco. Huh. Because I remember sitting there going, oh, that's an interesting place to end, and then it just kept going, and there was another, like, two-thirds of it left. Yeah. So, yeah, not a good short to put in front of a movie. Granted, both Coco and the short are great, but the short is too long to be in front of a movie. Right. Anyway, I maintain that it actually has the best music in all of the Frozen music catalog. Oh, yes. okay. Yes, listen to those songs. They're actually amazing. Okay, I will I will give it, it's in the top five. But Show Yourself is the best song to ever come out of Disney. Ever. No. It is my third most played song on Spotify. <laughs> that, is a, that is a hot take right there. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll defend Show Yourself till I die. Absolutely. Well, I will defend Olaf's Frozen Adventure. So, oh, I mean, like, go. the kittens... Make the whole movie. The kittens? He has kittens in it. Wait, are you talking about Olaf's Frozen Adventure or Frozen 2? I am. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about oh, Frozen 2, and I no. did not remember the kittens in Frozen 2. Yes, oh, no, no Olaf's yeah. Frozen Adventure. <laughs> yes, no, I, I remember the kittens. I wish there were kittens in Frozen 2. That would just elevate the movie to a whole nother level. Maybe Frozen 3. We'll see cats. They keep saying that there's not going to be a Frozen 3, but I'll believe it. But they also said there wasn't going to be a Frozen 2. I'm just saying, Disney tends to lie, just like when they said that the Toy Story trilogy was the end, and then they made Toy Story 4. Which, better movie than I thought it was going to be. Yes. Good movie. Clearly the worst Toy Story, no doubt. But a good movie. But a good movie. But I will will just leave that as my evidence that Disney does not tell the truth ever. So, there's going to be a Frozen 3. And I'm ready for it already. Are you, though? Because you didn't... You thought you were ready for Frozen 2, and if I recall, that emotionally wrecked you. Every time I saw it in theaters, yeah. How many times did you see it in theaters? Three. Okay, that's a lot of times. I saw it twice opening week, and then once over Christmas. I've seen the movie one time, I think, total. I watched it every day of quarantine for the first two months of quarantine. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of watching (laughs) things every day on Disney+, Plus. Um, one thing I do want to comment on Disney Plus is it is really, really good uh, for young children. I was yeah. babysitting, it was before quarantine, I don't remember when it was, for some family friends, and they have young kids, and it was amazing to pull up Disney Plus and just go, oh yeah, we can watch any of this. That in, in itself was really good, but the ability to, you know, watch just classic movies that are, like, legitimately good movies. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't having to worry about watching, you know, some garbage Netflix show or something that, you know, they would enjoy, but I would just not watch the show. But, you know, we watched Winnie the Pooh, I think, uh, oh, the wow. 2011 movie. Or, no, maybe it was a very blustery day. It doesn't even matter because they're both <laughs> on there. And 
They're great. They are great. Is the Tigger movie on there yet? That's a good question. I don't know. Because now that now that you said Winnie the Pooh, it's like it's in my head now. And also the pl- a benefit of Disney Plus is their new service of um, Group Watch. I'm a big fan. I actually like besides when we tried it, I haven't like used it yet, but it's nice to know that it's there. Yeah, Group Watch is both a great idea and also a feature that I suspect everyone is about to steal. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's something you've been able to do through browser extensions for a long time, but the fact that Disney Plus has it built in really brings it to another level. Well, Netflix had it built in too, right? Nope, they still don't. Are we sure? Or is that that's an extension? That's all an extension. Huh. <laughs> and the fact that the, the killer thing for me for Disney Plus is you can do it on any device. Yes. In theory. So if you're sitting on your TV at home, you know, watching it through either your TV or your Xbox or PlayStation or whatever, you can group watch there just as well as you can on your computer or your phone. Wait, so you're telling me I could go run it downstairs on my TV and group watch with myself upstairs? I don't know. Well, think but about also, it. But also, I'm struggling to figure out the usage of, like, the value in doing that. Sometimes we'll be watching a movie downstairs. And I'll have to go do something upstairs. So if I could group watch it on my phone, I don't okay. miss any of the movie, and then I could come back. Okay. I'm sorry that I'm thinking outside of the box. If it's just you, you can just move it to your phone. But I suppose if you're watching it with someone else, then yes, yeah. I could see the benefit of that. Exactly. But that does seem like a little bit more work than it's worth. By the way, for reference, the Tigger movie is on Disney+. Plus. Oh, God bless. I know what I'm doing after this. Absolutely. <laughs> As is a movie called Tiger Cruise which I did not know that I wanted to watch until right now. Apparently it came out in 2004. What? I don't know. What's it about? Like, is it a cartoon? Um, Is it a real movie? No, no, it's a live action film. Maddie Dolan is tired of being labeled a, quote, Navy brat and decides to convince her dad to give up his military career to stay at home. She participates in Operation Tiger, a week-long tour where sailors' families join them for operations aboard a ship to convince him. What? Yeah. It has the Ooh. Disney name on it. Like, did this this must have come out theatrically, right? Or a Disney Channel original movie. I don't think it's a decom though. Oh, no, it is. It is the 54th Disney Channel original movie. And you know who it stars? Hayden Panettiere. Oh, shut up. Not even, like, a no-namer. Wow. That was, like, our prime Disney years, too. Like, why do I not remember this? Yeah, I don't know. I, I have absolutely zero recollection of any film of even vaguely this plot existing. Named Tiger Cruise. And it was all filmed in Kissimmee. There you go. It's not really relevant, but... That's not relevant, but it's weird. Wow. So there's your fun... All right. Maybe we should do that every week. Give people some homework to go watch a go bad watch Disney Plus movie. Go watch weird Disney Plus movies. How about we start and see if we can make it through before we start assigning our eight listeners okay. to doing yeah, yeah, yeah. that? Um, yeah, yeah. Should we should we do Tiger Cruise or should we do? I mean, I got a whole list of bad Disney Plus movies that I've been. Let's start with Tiger Cruise because okay, now I'm. Now I need to know. Oh, yeah. unless we should we should might. Well, no, we'll start with Tiger Cruise. But before we go into the next part, I think we should hear a word from our sponsors. Our sponsors for this week include Tiger Cruise. Do you want to watch a bad Disney Channel original movie that I don't actually know is bad? But let's be honest, probably. It's probably bad. Watch Tiger Cruise. It's on Disney Plus, available now. (laughs) I also would like to thank Popcorn for always being there 
for our streaming needs. Well, yeah, for snacking, do you not eat popcorn while you watch movies? Oh, well, I watch movies, yeah. I thought you were talking well, about while we were podcasting. I mean, you don't know that I don't have popcorn here. I mean, I, we're on a video call. <laughs> so I, I do. <laughs> no one else does. Well, yeah, but it's, it's for all of our needs. Snacking, movies. Christmas tree decorating. Christmas tree decorating. Oof, we're almost there. Almost that time of year. Almost. We gotta get through Halloween first. So something that I really want to talk about while we're on the topic of Disney and movies. <laughs> Obviously we're on the topic of Disney. That's the whole point of this podcast. While we're on the topic of movies is Disney Movie Club. So I'm very fond of Disney Movie Club. Like I remember the like pamphlets in the VHS tapes, like join Disney Movie Club. And I got emailed. I was, like, a member for a while, like, before our first CCP. Because, like, they had this deal where you could, like, buy a movie and get free stuff. They still have the deal, by the way. That's still a thing. But I kept getting emails that they were stopping it. And, like, because of Disney+, Plus, like, we're not going to do Disney Movie Club anymore because we have Disney+. Plus. So why would we need to send physical movies? But I googled it. And literally, it still exists. That is pretty wild. Uh, do you want to walk s- people through what Disney Movie Club actually is or possibly was by the time you listen to this? Maybe it's gone. Uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> it's gone. I have gone. a feeling it will shut down any time. So Disney Movie Club, to become a member is a dollar. And you get sent four movies. You get four DVDs for a dollar. Sort of. Sort of. No, like for the initial order is a dollar. So you get so you get to choose your movies. And I thought initially when I first clicked on this, I was like, it's going to be all old movies. Like, it's going to be all old. Uh, no, they've literally got Onward and Toy Story 4 and Frozen 2, Inside Out, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Avengers, Utopia, Incredibles 2. Like, they have all of the recent movies they've endgame so if you are into dvd players and you (laughs) still have a dvd player yeah or a computer that can play dvds or whatever or a game console that has a disc drive yeah so okay so here's how they do it it's for buy four movies for only a dollar and free shipping and you join the club and then every four weeks they send you the hottest disney movie We're reading this from the website, to be clear. We don't actually... It may not be the hottest Disney movie. No. So this is what they claim to be the hottest, uh, most anticipated Disney movie, which I don't know how they decide that. And a lithograph. That's exclusive. This is a lithograph. I don't know. But if you don't want it, you can choose a different movie or skip. You also get up to 50% off. I don't know what. It just says up to 50% (laughs) off. You get big discounts. And exclusive merchandise. And as a member, you agree to purchase five or more titles starting at $20. Ah, so like, I clicked the see details and it <laughs> brought me this giant legal document. That's amazing. This is not, not, I don't need that many details. After you have bought the five required movies. So mind you, you're paying the dollar for the first four movies. And then you're spending 20 bucks a movie. <laughs> So it's $101. Yes, but then you become, oh, then you have the option to become a VIP, which you'll have, which they sell it as, as a VIP, you'll get more discounts and you'll have a great movie collection. (laughs) So look, here's the, here's the deal. This was a great idea when Netflix was still frequently sending DVDs by mail. 
that I mean it just made sense you know once a month you get a new Disney movie for 20 bucks which is basically the the retail price of it is are these DVDs or are they blu-rays I okay unclear but it appears to be blu-rays based on the based on the art right so that's an even better deal blu-rays are expensive well yeah but also like so I mean do remember we're are we millennials mm, sort of we're like borderline we're Depending like right on who there you ask, we're millennials um, but we're on the younger end of that. So you and I are very much like grew up with streaming stuff. So we're okay with the streaming and not necessarily owning all of the content that we consume. There are a mm-hmm. lot of people who still want to physically own content, either their DVDs or their, you know, CDs or whatever, you know, vinyl records even. I feel like records are different. Records can be different. I mean, there are some people who like them just to physically own the music more than the aesthetic or whatever. Um, I also looked at the actual information, and you get to choose what kind you get. What kind of movies? So, yeah, obviously you get to choose the movie, but it's either a DVD, a Blu-ray, or a 4K Ultra HD. Which is also going to be a Blu-ray, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, so you get to pick what you get. Just to date this service a little bit more can i join without using a credit card yes (laughs) you may pay for your introductory order with a check or money order wow oh i thought they were gonna say like paypal no with a check (laughs) with a check wow okay yeah you can mail it to the disney movie club yeah this is for the people that yeah don't stream or apparently don't have credit cards because you can pay with a check. Now, I'm not saying that all people who pay with checks are old. But also, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. I have a checkbook. Yeah, but do you use it? Um, sometimes. Well, like, we'll pay rent with checks. Okay, but that... Okay, fine. And, like, we had to have checks for Disney when we worked there. You had physical checks for Disney? To set up our bank accounts, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, for, uh... Not traditions, but, um... No, I think I just gave them my number. Oh! My bank account number. I gave them a physical check. Oh, well, that was weird. I think I was, I think I, well, I think I was paranoid that, like, Bri, I, I don't know. I think may have been scammed. Oh, God! I think gave just... some random person just a, a, you know, $300 check. Yes, the written, it was a blank check that I crossed out. That's Thank you not very better. much. <laughs> I crossed it out. I voided it. You give them a voided check, and that's how they yeah, get all yeah, your bank yeah. information. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that explains where all my money went on my college programs. Oh, yeah. Maybe someone's <laughs> taking yeah, my money. Definitely not irresponsible spending. Let's just blame it on the, the blank check. Okay, I would also like to set the record straight uh, that my first college program, I had no money because I didn't like working and <laughs> I spent too much money. But my second college program, I was the richest of my roommates. I would like to point that out. Also, in your defense for your first college program, you also had like effectively no hours. Yes, that's true. My second college program, I worked like 60 hours a week. I also, so I worked, how long did I work? I'd work either in eight or eight or 13 hour days. And you had so much money. Yeah, I worked <laughs> about six days a week, pretty much, because we were super understaffed. I would work six days a week, but they would be like six hour shifts and I'd get to ER. ER being early release. Yes. Or if I had to like work the closing, closing position, they would just be like, do you want to just come in right before? Like, do you want to come in at seven? That happened to me twice, where they were like, just come in right before the end. So back to the Disney movie club. Back to the Disney movie club. Um, apparently, you can pay with checks. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm gonna look. We got to look through the frequently asked questions. Um, That's can right, you still yeah. join the club if you are not a resident of the United States? The answer, of course, is no, unless you're in Canada. So the answer is yes. Yeah. Well, I didn't read that far before giving oh. the answer, <laughs> but now I've read that far. So, so the answer is yes, as long as it's Canada. Oh God! But when you click on like the how does the Disney Club work? It's so long. Every four weeks through the year, so it's twenty dollars every month. So it's four times as expensive as Disney Plus. Plus shipping. You have to pay for shipping. You have to pay for shipping. Plus a shipping and processing charge specified in your order. And then it takes up to another month for the delivery of your order. So at that point, basically, I'm picking what I'm going to pick the next time I get to pick. Yeah. Actually, okay, that one's fair. I mean, that's fair, but, like, Disney Plus exists. And you could just go watch the movie. Yeah. Because what what is going to be on here that's not going to be on Disney Plus? Nothing. Nothing, right? Is there a way to see what movies are on here? Yeah, you just go to home and like choose your, and then click choose your movies. And I'll show you all the movies. But they literally have everything. Literally all of these are on Disney Plus. Live action. Mm, I don't know if Mira Royal Detective on the I was going to say, I don't even know what that is. And then there's Mini Rella from Clubhouse. Is Into the Woods on Disney Plus? I believe it just came on to Disney Plus, yes. Oh, clutch. But yeah, no. Is Lone Ranger... (laughs) <laughs> that's a good question i don't know uh, and if it's not i expect that there is a good reason for that that's probably fair no yeah i pretty like sorry any of the ones that you should be watching the lone ranger is in fact on disney plus oh cool oh no sorry coming soon coming april 30th like of 2021, 2021? okay yeah. i was like what month is it wait what <laughs> yeah no i yeah so yeah i don't really know why this is a thing but you can watch Dinosaur. I mean, yeah. Why would you not watch Dinosaur if you could watch Dinosaur? Yeah, I don't know. But my point being is it's real, real weird that there's still Disney Movie Club. Bree, what do you think of Disney Movie Club on the on the fire scale of that's fire to this is a dumpster fire? Where I, where does it fall? Slightly above a dumpster fire. Um, I do think that there is a market for it. There certainly was a bigger market for it than there is right now. Yes. And I think that it's not costing them money to have a website with a Disney movie club. No. So, like, if there is someone out there that does not want to invest in streaming and wants to build a DVD collection, this is the way to do it. And honestly, if you again, if you have young kids... It would be good to just every, you know, few months say, hey, this is what we're going to watch. We're going to have movie night. This is what we're going to watch and and kind of not have to choose in some ways. And kids love mail. So like. That's true. I still love mail. I love getting mail. But yeah, I think it's slightly above like a dumpster fire. I definitely think it has potential. Like I I can see why in the 2000s it was so cool. I'm pretty sure every little kid wanted to be a part of the Disney movie club in the 2000s. Now. On the scale of Disney clubs, is it, how does it compare to the Mickey Mouse Club and the Disney Vacation Club? Okay, well, I have a lot of unhappy feelings about the Disney Vacation Club, so that's at the bottom, but Mickey Mouse Club is at the top, so I bet this in the middle. I think, I, I think I'd agree with that. I could yeah. see Disney Vacation Club becoming higher on my list as I get older and have more money. <laughs> yeah, I think once you've been yelled at about it. It literally, I don't think it's ever going to come back in my heart. 
yeah, it's an interesting program. Maybe we'll talk about that some other time. We will talk that. We will definitely talk about that some other time. All right. We also need to expand our fire scale. I think. Here. Yeah. Where? Well, where would you? Where would you put it? We need some like smoldering embers or something, where, like, it's just barely alive. So, to the point where I can stick my hand on it and it's like warm, hot maybe, but it's not like gonna burn me. Right. That's that's about where I'm at. Fire-wise, okay. you know, it's not that interesting. It's no. clearly dying out, but it's not gonna. It doesn't suck. Yeah. If if it's it's niche, but it's not bad. And with that, with embers left, um, you can find us on Twitter at Signal Twenty Five Podcast, and also on Instagram, which is also at Signal Twenty Five Podcast. It is also at Signal Twenty Five Podcast. That's good. I don't run that. We are much more active on Instagram than we are on Twitter, so don't get excited about Twitter. Why we, you mean you. I mean, it could be a team effort. All right, now I feel called out. (laughs) All right, well, this has been great. It has been pretty, uh, pretty good. And if you like us, go ahead and share us. Um, Let your friends know about us. If you don't like us, still share us. Still share us, um, just... Don't tell us if you didn't like it. Yeah, don't leave a review. Don't tell your friends what you think of us. Just send them the Just, podcast. Yeah, and if you send it to them, ironically, as a joke, that is also fine. We'll also take it. Yeah, definitely send it to all of your friends. All ironically. of your friends. Yeah, both ironically and non-ironically at the same time. What <laughs> what emoji is that? The shrug. Is it the shrug? Or I was thinking the, uh, the, like, the shifty eyes. Oh, the shifty eyes or the cheese one that, like, like grimaces, like, yikes. Oh, oh, I thought you meant literally an emoji of cheese. No, no, I actually sent it to them with an emoji of cheese. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, I'm Bree. And I'm Paul. And this has been Signal 25. <laughs> <laughs>